Hello, and welcome back to the Wannabe Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Annika Smith. Wow. Hello, you guys. I have not sat down to record an episode of Wannabe in a hot minute, and it feels kind of bittersweet. Honestly, I thought that I was going to sit down and be so excited, so rejuvenated. I thought that it was, I was in a good headspace to start recording again, and then I just got hit with a whole nother slew of emotions, issues. I feel like I'm just back to square one mentally at the beginning of this whole COVID situation, and I feel like I'm just back there where I was in the beginning. So it's tough, but I promised you guys an episode, and I want to record again, and I was excited to do so, and I made a promise to myself and to you, so here I am. In this episode, I could just want to keep it real and raw and kind of dive into what's been going on in the country, what's been going on in my life, what's been happening, how I've been feeling, and I hope that it resonates with at least someone out there so that they can see, hey, I'm not the only one going through this. There are other people going through tough emotions, tough times, and that's okay. We will get through it, but it's important to know that you're not alone. So that's pretty much what this episode is about. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that there's someone out there that they can talk to and that when times are tough, it's important to push through and things will get better. So yeah, um, kind of a darker episode, but that's honestly how I'm feeling lately. Um, Honestly, a few months ago, or I guess a month ago, was when I recorded my last episode. Um, This is when the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, and... uh, I did not think it was the right time to be posting a podcast episode acting like everything's okay because it's not. And I think it's important to educate yourself and learn and just immerse yourself in the black culture. Um, I know that I've been doing that and it's been really important. I've learned so much over this past month. I've been listening to different podcasts, uh, reading different books, um, just kind of learning, relearning history in the sense that um, we, it was kind of skewed, I would say, when we were younger growing up. So I really want to get down to the nitty gritty and really learn what went on with black culture and history. So that's kind of what I've been up to in terms of that. I've just been educating myself and making sure to just be as aware as I can. I feel like I never really acknowledged it in the past. And once the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, I'm like, hey, this is a wake up call. Like something needs to change. This is not okay. And it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with everyone. So we all need to make sure to educate ourselves and make sure that we're doing our part and supporting the movement and really getting to know the culture and yeah supporting um all the black lives out there so yeah that's kind of when um I went on my little month-long hiatus just because I didn't feel like it was the right time to be posting about college problems or girl problems or anything like that just because honestly in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter when relating it to such a huge movement and a huge problem in our society. So I kind of put the podcast on the back burner, but I'm excited to be back. Um, I've really enjoyed my time learning about black culture and I've learned so much and I think I'll continue to learn and educate myself. Some of the podcasts I've been listening to are um, 1619, I think it's called, and um, Code Switch. Those are great ones to listen to. So if you guys want to 
learn more about black culture, those are great things to listen to. Um, There's a few books on my radar that I want to read. One being um, Let's Talk About Race, I believe it's called. Um, So yeah, I definitely want to learn more and get myself out there. But that's kind of why I wasn't eager to post or wasn't posting on my podcast, but I'm back. Um, So after that all happened, I was like, okay, I'm finally ready to really buckle down and get back to recording and put out good content. I was feeling really inspired and then a whole nother wave of issues and situations and just anxiety around the whole coronavirus situation hit me again. I've never been one to be anxious, but during this whole pandemic, I've just been so anxious. I've had like numerous panic attacks and I've never thought that I'd be the person to have one or say that, but it's true. Like, it's happened. I've woken up in the middle of the night. My arms have been numb. My chest has felt so tight. I thought I was having a heart attack. And it's just pure anxiety about the whole situation. And it's just scary. So um, this kind of all stemmed from me. Well, my 21st birthday is tomorrow. Um, and we were originally supposed to go to Nashville, Tennessee to celebrate me and my family. And that unfortunately got canceled because Nashville, their cases ended up spiking and they went back from phase three to phase two. So all their bars were going to be closed for another two weeks. So we just didn't think that it was worth it to go down there um, when we're going to spend most of our time at the bars anyway. So that got canceled and kind of just turned into a down spiral of all these different emotions and thoughts going through my head. A lot of them being around like my future, I was feeling really worried and anxious about um, where I was at with my career, my schoolwork, just that kind of thing. Um, I was where it started to make me think, oh, am I really going to be able to go back to school in the fall? Don't know if that's going to happen. Don't know if that's feasible. Probably not at this point, which just really sucks. But that is just the reality of where we're at. Um, I'm going to be a senior, so it's kind of tough that my senior year is going to be a little different. So that was kind of hitting me hard. And then I'm like, will I even be able to get a job after college with all this going on? Because I know it's been tough for businesses. Um, I kind of want to dive deeper into that later on with my family's business. So hopefully I can get my mom on here to give some insight on how small businesses have survived coronavirus and how they can. But that's a whole different story. Um, So yeah, I was really worried about getting a job. I'm like feeling a lot of anxiety and stress around that just because the job market is so volatile right now. I feel like employers may not be hiring. It's just a tough time for them. They're realizing, hey, maybe we don't need this many employees or maybe X amount of people can work home. We don't need this many people in the office. So that was kind of another thing that was hitting me hard. And then I also feel like I've just been putting in so much work and effort to get myself to have the best future I can possible. I've put in the work with four years of college. I've had, I've like worked three different jobs at once just to try to make ends meet and boost my resume at the same time. So I just felt like all that was kind of crashing down and didn't seem worth it at the moment. And I was just kind of feeling defeated. I was literally having a mental breakdown the other day, um, one of many that I've had throughout this whole coronavirus situation. But yeah, I was on a run and every two seconds I just started crying and I just had to let it out because at the end of it, it made me feel so much better and it just needed to happen. 
But at the time, I was just feeling so defeated and so lost and hopeless. But I feel like a lot of people may be going through that, and I hope that this can touch someone out there and let them know that they're not alone and that it will be okay. Um, Each day gets better, and each day brings on new opportunities, new adventures, and uh, just new things in general. So I feel like I'm trying my best to be positive, but it's really hard sometimes, and that's okay. And it's not always cheery and exciting and uplifting. It's sometimes dark and deep and hurts. So yeah, that's just reality of this whole situation. And I'm sure other people have it worse than me out there and my heart goes out to them. And I hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. And um, yeah, my heart just goes out to everyone going through a tough time. And I just want you to know that I'm with you. So yeah, that's kind of where my head's been at this past month and what I've been up to, but I hate to make this such like a Debbie Downer episode and all around coronavirus. I know that's probably the last thing you want to hear about. It's been consuming our whole lives, but I just wanted to put that out there and let everyone know what I was up to, why I was gone for a month, and uh, that I'm excited to be back. So in this episode, um, kind of going off coronavirus in a related sense, I want to talk about small businesses and how they have handled COVID and dealing with new business models and new customers, um, just like a new way of business and everything. So I really want to dive deep into that and I hope to get my mom on at the end of this episode because she and my dad own a sandwich shop in our local downtown area called Smitty's on the Corner. It's a small mom and pop sandwich shop. Um, They sell like gourmet sandwiches, ice cream, um, desserts, coffee, fun sodas, that kind of thing. So I definitely want to get her on here and get her input and her thoughts on the whole situation. But I work there every day so I want to kind of give my um, experience and what I've noticed throughout this whole COVID. So yeah, I hope this is insightful and interesting. I feel like it may be to some people, and if not, I'm sorry, this may not be the episode for you. But yeah, I just kind of want to dive deep into that just because it's interesting to see how a business can either succeed in this sense or suffer. So I just wanted to dive deep into that today. So when this first started, my parents were crunching numbers and honestly wondered if they would make it out of this whole situation just because numbers had dropped so much sales-wise. So at the beginning of this, my mom was literally sitting here in our office like, okay, we need to make this X amount of sales in order to pay our bills, pay off the rent, get our inventory, yada, yada. I remember her staying up late and just kind of like crunching numbers. So I was honestly kind of nervous. I got back from spring break and this whole thing happened and my dad had called us over spring break. It was like a few days before we were coming home and he's like, hey, like the governor just shut down all bars and restaurants and me and your mom do not know what we're going to do just because there wasn't a lot of information around it and they were kind of left with a lot of questions. They didn't know it was going to happen. So they were kind of freaking out. So when we got home, They realized that they were like an essential business because restaurants were deemed essential. So they could still be open for carryout, pickup, and uh, carry, that's the same thing, carryout, curbside pickup, and delivery. So we're lucky because we're a sandwich shop, so our business model didn't have to change too much. We don't have too much seating within our restaurant, 
but um, we did do a lot of like takeout and um, delivery in the beginning. So we didn't have to change it too much. We just had to let customers know what was happening, the lay of the land and all that. So in the beginning, when I came home from spring break, I'm like, I am not working for money. This is a hard time. I know it's like, could be crazy. There could be a recession. We don't know what's going to happen with the economy. I'm working for free. So I just worked solely off tips um, with like deliveries or tips that came in. Um, I was making like $20 a day maybe or something like that. I don't know. It didn't matter. Just because I'm like, this is like my parents. They This is more important than my like funds or my personal gain. So I'm like, this has to be put at the forefront. So it's only working off tips. My boyfriend was helping us out too. He was doing the same. And I was just kind of worried, to be honest. I was like, mm, this is kind of scary because my family had been through a lot in 2008 when the um, housing market crashed. So we went through a lot with that and I've had a whole different issues with that. But I'm like, okay, this could be the same scenario. Like this could have a whole effect on our family. So I feel like we felt a lot of fear and um, just like unknowns during this time and we didn't really know what to expect. And that was during the month of May, I think, or was it March? It was March. March was spring break. So March um, was when we were kind of like, eh, we don't really know what to expect. Then we went into April and April, it started to pick up more. People got to, um, get out more and support the local businesses. I feel like that's something that was different than 2008. I don't remember. I was younger, but I don't remember a lot of people going out of their way to support small local businesses. And obviously during this time, we were able to get the loans that the government had put out, and that definitely did not happen in 2008. So that definitely helped us out. Um, yeah, I feel like there was just a lot more focus around small business, which was awesome to see. Um, there are a lot of people going out of their way to order from us for like big hospital orders. We had a huge, um, order to a plastics company that made ventilators. So the community really helped us out through the month of April and they have throughout this whole entire thing, which I think is what has kept us afloat. Um, just the constant support of our customers and the local people within St. Charles. They really supported us through this time and have gone out of their way to make sure to come in and do their best to keep us going. So yeah, I'd say during April, everything started to pick up a bit, and then in May is when everything started to go crazy. That's kind of when um, summer kind of started to set in, nicer weather, a lot of people were out and about, and we just started to get crazy busy off the hook, which was amazing, but honestly, kind of difficult to adapt to because we weren't used to this new type of business. We were used to people coming in, standing in line, ordering, sitting down, eating their food. There would be like a few takeouts here and there, a few deliveries here and there, but this new business was just solely through the phone, pickup orders, curbside um, deliveries, and stuff like that. So it was just kind of hard to adapt through this month just because we were kind of immersed in it so quickly and we didn't really know what to expect. We also kind of like short-staffed. We realized we quickly needed more people. My parents make the sandwiches. I was on the phone most of the time and then a lady was out delivering. So we need another person there to like bag the orders, ring people out, kind of filter everyone through. So um, in June, we eventually hired another girl. But yeah, May was kind of like a learning period for us. We're like, hey, we need another people, another, more people here to get the job done because it's just so crazy. I feel like 
the good weather definitely helped because people were spending more time outside, like walking their dogs, going for runs, and would stop in the shop and get a quick bite. And I feel like that definitely helped us out. We're usually busy in the summer months anyway, just because the weather is nicer. But I feel like this month, like that May month was just crazy. And I think my mom can tell you more about the numbers. But I think that was our best month that we've ever had, ever. So it was just crazy and kind of ironic that during this crazy unknown time that a business can thrive and do so well. And I think that solely does with community support and um, just the great people who have been coming into our shop every day and um, making sure to order and going out of their way to do so. So yeah, May was insane. We kind of got the business model switched around, got it under control, and June was a lot more under control. Again, we got that other person to kind of help filter customers through, orders through and everything. I was able to take the phone orders and we kind of got our mojo down. So yeah, that's kind of how our business has been. It's been a little crazy and hectic and we've definitely had to get used to this new way of life. We've obviously been wearing masks all day, um, wiping down all of the tables and surfaces, like constantly making sure to sanitize everything and um, just make sure that our customers are as comfortable and safe as possible. So that definitely has been a change and I think it's something we'll take into the future just because after this whole situation, I feel like we'll... Um, our whole idea of what's clean and what's not will be skewed and changed, which is honestly for the better. I feel like our shop has never been cleaner, which is an awesome thing. Um, but it's just a lot different. So it took some time to get used to. It was kind of a roller coaster. In the beginning, it was like fight or flight. We're like, what are we going to do? And then we kind of went up the roller coaster, got crazy, went down. It was just a lot going on. But we managed to make it through. We we're doing good. And I feel like we definitely have our system down now. But one thing that's been interesting is Illinois opened up for phase four, I believe it is. And people are now able to sit in restaurants at 50% capacity. So we were kind of scared for this. We're like, people haven't been sitting in here for months. Like, we don't know what to expect. Will it be busy? Will we be dead? How will people handle this? Um, will they even come in? We don't know. So when uh, we finally opened for 50% capacity... We've had like no one sit in our shop, which has just been like kind of odd. Like people still feel uncomfortable sitting in, which is totally okay. I feel like everyone needs to take their time and feel comfortable doing so, but it's just been so interesting. And I thought it'd be the opposite. I thought people would be so eager to get out and sit in restaurants and be out and about, but it's kind of been the opposite. I think we've had this past week, I want to say we've had maybe like 10 people sit in the shop total throughout the week which is totally fine, um, but it just makes me second think and second guess what our business will do in the future. Will we just be carry out and delivery or will we actually be open to have people sit in as well? Um, just because we've realized that our business can thrive without having that dine-in service. So yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, my family has been super grateful and super lucky to be in the position that we have. We're so thankful for our community and everyone who has been supporting us. I feel like that is who we owe everything to, our local family and friends who come out and come to Smitty's and really enjoy doing so. And it just means the world to me and my family. It's crazy to think that at the beginning of this, we were so scared and then 
the community just flooded in and was so caring and nice and supportive. So we're super grateful. Um, and now I kind of want to get my mom on here to give you some more of the statistics and some of her insight on this whole thing. All right, you guys, I have my mom here, Ann Smith, business owner, entrepreneur extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's here on the mic with us, and I really wanted to get her insight on this whole coronavirus situation. I talked a lot about our process with our small business going through um, kind of the roller coaster of emotions and um different ways of dealing with coronavirus. So I kind of want to get her insight and input on this whole situation. So mom, if you could tell us about your first initial thoughts with this whole coronavirus situation and what you were feeling at that time. I just really felt that we didn't get a lot of information in the beginning. It was um, just kind of thrown at us. We had no um, stable knowledge of what was going on, what was expected of a, of a business that was being able to stay open or if we were even going to be able to stay open. It was like a battle to try and find out if you were even able to stay open. Mm -hmm. And then um, the whole way, the information that we were getting from, you know, Pritzker or whoever, even our health board and all of that was just very broken and left us kind of wondering, okay, you know, where do we go from here? Are we even supposed to be open? Is it okay for us to be open? And then, you know, when more information started trickling in, then we were able to start to, you know, set a plan to try and move forward. But as in any business, you know, the unknown is always the scariest mm-hmm. I know that's thing. what I talked about to them saying just that there were so many unknowns we didn't know what to expect it was just kind of crazy mm-hmm. and I remember dad calling me while we were in Arizona saying the governor just shut down all bars and restaurants we don't know what we're gonna do like freaking out mm-hmm. and yeah how are you feeling when that first initial like announcement oh came when out? I first heard the announcement I was angry I thought you know these are people's livelihoods how can you just lay this down and say, you know, you've got to close. And when you're a small business person and your main income mm-hmm. is your business, you're like, okay, I yeah, I have some money put away for a rainy day, but how long is this rainy day going to be? And so my first, I was, I was very angry (laughs) because I thought, you know, the arrogance of this man to just think, okay, you know, I'll just shut you down and everything's going to be okay. We're in this together. I'm like, well, no, we're not. You know, you're sitting there and you still have a job and you're asking a lot of small businesses and, you know, everyone says that the backbone of America is built on small business. Yes. And and at that point, I'm like, you're almost breaking our backs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just the, the fear of, okay, if we close, how long are we going to be able to make ends meet? Mm-hmm. You support the family. And, you know, we have employees that rely on us. And they're like family. So you're, you know, tr- scrambling, trying to find out. Yeah okay, how am I going to make this work? Mm-hmm. And um, just through you know, the ability of, you know, our community and everything. Mm-hmm. I said our community has been awesome. Oh, my gosh, That we're so yes. grateful for everyone who's been coming in, supporting mm-hmm. us. We owe it all to them. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and just their generosity, too. Um, 
with them calling in and getting, you know, sending box lunches up to our hospital, over to our police department, our fire departments. You know, it was just, we were just very, very um, blessed to be able to have all of that come our way. Mm -hmm. And um, people just think of us to to do that for them. So Mm -hmm. it was just something that was... um, at the time, I didn't even dawn on me that it was going to know, know. come to that. Mm-hmm. And then when it came down and that was started to happen, I was like, oh, wow, you know. And, and people were like, oh, yeah, we were you were the first ones we thought of. And, mm-hmm. and it's just very humbling. Um, you know, you go into business because you want to support yourself and support your family. But then in the end, to, to realize that you've really built this community with, you know, your neighbors and, mm-hmm. and with the whole area... And when things get tough, when they start to support you back, it's, you know, it's It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the beginning, we felt a lot of fear and we were scared, but then our business just kind of took off and kind of went off the hook. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about the month of May and all that we went through? (laughs) No, it was nuts. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And you would think like, okay, I can get through this day. I just need to get through Mm -hmm. today. And tomorrow, you never know, because in the beginning, it was such a roller coaster. One day, we would be very, very busy. And the next day, we would just be sitting there staring at each other and I'm like well okay as long as we even out by the Mm -hmm. end of this but then when May hit um it was just off the charts and um day after day after day and you know just the the thought of trying to keep up with it and trying to stay on top of our ordering and making sure that we have everything and then with the whole situation with the COVID Mm -hmm. and having shortages and and all the extra additional regulations that were put on us, like, you know, the hand washing and the sanitizing, and then there's no sanitizer, and you can't you yeah. can't find your normal stuff anywhere, and so you're scrambling, and, and normally when you, you know, I would put in my orders, it would take me a certain amount of time while I would then have to backtrack and reorder because, you know, a third of what I was ordering was out of stock, and so, you know, just those hassles on top of being so, so busy and just our whole business model changed, too, because we're used to the flow of everyone coming through the shop and mm-hmm. saying hello and sitting down and eating or taking it out. Then once it all started, um, we couldn't do that. And so our whole entire business was running through our phone lines. And thank heavens for Annika. <laughs> Because if not, I don't know what would have happened. And she just became, you know, Miss Telephone Extraordinaire. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Because if it wasn't her, it would be me. But because of the times, you know, that I've been there, I I was needing to make sandwiches Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just one or two sandwiches that we were getting. It was like seven, eight orders. And then they would call and be like, can you get us, you know... you know platters Mm -hmm. done by the end of the day and of course I'm like of course we can because you just didn't know from one day to the next what was going to happen and I thought okay you know what we in the next day or two we could be you know nothing Mm -hmm. and so we just of course I've always never ever told anybody no (laughs) and um but you know you just do it because that's what you do definitely (laughs) What do you think puts your business aside from other businesses that have failed and gone under during this time? 
You know, I, I've been thinking about that, and we've been in business for so long already. Mm-hmm. This was our 20th year, and so I think it was just easier. I, I mean, I'm just talking along the food lines, so I can't talk about, like, a retail shop yeah. or anything like that. Um, we just, um, it was, I don't know if it was easier for us, but it was um just a smoother transition into not having to dine in because we were already a big takeout and delivery. And so to just add curbside was not a problem. We just had to change our phone protocol and how we, you know, Mm -hmm. handled things from going from, you know, do you want to inside, you know, to eat here or to take it with everything. then of course just had to be transitioned into, to, you know, takeout. Mm -hmm. And so it was really simple for us to make that transition where other restaurants in town, like a fine dining Mm -hmm. restaurant, you're not thinking of, Oh, you know, I'll just take out from there tonight. And, and a lot of, um, the higher end Italian places Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. We kept saying, you're not going to want to eat a steak out of like a styrofoam box. Exactly. But I, I have to say a lot of the businesses did a fabulous job with it. And, um, you know, and those businesses are the ones that are still hanging on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just, as in everything in the restaurant business, it's just quality of your product and quality of your customer service. Mm-hmm. And people want to know that you know who they are and that they're like, okay, this is someone that I really want to support when times get tough because, you know, I've seen people's children grow up and Mm -hmm. now they're bringing in their own kids. (laughs) And I'm like, they're getting older, but of course I'm not. (laughs) But still, you know, so so we had that background and we've been very lucky to be able to have that where I think a lot of the other businesses that may not be, you know, making it now don't have that kind of base. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of, the customer service and the quality mm-hmm. of your I think product. people really like when they come in and say, oh, do you want your usual? You recognize them, you know what they want, and they know that they can go in there and kind of have that personal connection. I feel like that is what really makes Smitty stand out. Right. So, I don't And know. I, I also have to say, too, that everyone enjoys um, actually seeing you and Cole grow up. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come in and say, oh, how are the kids? How's Annika down at school? Mm-hmm. What's Cole up to right now? You know? Yeah. And so they've actually seen you grow up, too. And, and I think it's you guys also that make it you and Dad. You being there every day, they get to see the gals who work for us every day and just them over the years. And they're just kind of like familiar faces and friends in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what really makes it stand out from the rest. Yeah. Oh, well, it's really been beneficial for us, and and we both came from you know customer service backgrounds, so we know how important that is, and I think a lot of it gets lost in um, translation these days, you know, because everyone is onto the social media, and so that personal connection is still kind of lost, but they can still find that with us, and and um, so it's just yeah. Yeah, um, another thing I wanted to tell the viewers we can kind of wrap up with was the numbers and the statistics. I feel like they'd be really into <laughs> they'd be really into the nitty gritty stats of the whole COVID situation. If you're open to sharing, um, what do you mean like stats? Just like, like numbers, like sales. If they were up, down. 
that kind oh, of thing. Oh, gotcha. When when we first closed, well, when this first shut down in April, or no, it was March, mm-hmm. midway through March. March. So the last part of March, we were down like um, 40% in sales. And so I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> this is not good. Not good. This is 2008 all over again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, so then I started crunching the numbers and figuring out, okay, now this is the baseline of what we have to do in business every day, whether, you know, on an average, this is what we have to do to be able to keep the door open, pay our suppliers, pay our payroll, you know, our health insurances, all of that. So then that was kind of what we were going off of at the end of March. April rolls around, we start to level off a little bit. By the end of March, our figures from the the year before, we were down 20% from the year before. And overall, we were down like 32% year to date. And so then I'm like, okay, if we can just, you know, squeeze through Mm -hmm. here. I filled out, you know, all the paperwork for the PPP loans and... um, I thought, okay, we're still open and we're still going, so I'm just going to go for the payroll. If I can get the payroll covered, then that's great because I thought, you know, there's other businesses that have to close down entirely and can't pay their rent, can't pay their electrical. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go for the payroll. And so luckily, I mean, we've been banking with the same, with BMO Bank since the dawn of our business. (laughs) Very... um, a hometown, very, you know, close field, know everybody who's the tellers there. And so we were very fortunate to be able to just go in there. I filled out the paperwork, few phone calls, and I was like halfway through April. And I'm like, okay, it's still pretty tight, but we're going to make it. And then all of a sudden, of course, the PPP showed up in the bank account. And I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have room to breathe now a little bit. Okay. So I knew everyone was going to be able to be paid. And um, so then that eased up on me a little bit trying to, you know, work with the figures and everything. But then when May hit, (laughs) the avalanche happened. And, um, by the end of May, we were up, oh, geez, I want to say it was, pl- May was um, probably our best month ever mm-hmm. in the whole history of of our um, company. And then at the end of May, year to date, we were up um, 3% over last year. That's so crazy. that just tells you what may was it's insane (laughs) and to just think about it i'm just like okay i don't even know how we made it through (laughs) i don't know how we made it through those days i just remember i'm like i am done (laughs) done by the end of the day and what was so crazy it was because you know the phone line everything ran through the phone lines and you were on there and you'd you know finish one phone call we have two lines she has both of them on hold Mm -hmm. she finishes the one she picks up the other she has to go back and put the other one on hold because it was just constant rollover, ringing, ringing, ringing. And this was going on for like three, three and a half hours mm-hmm. of the whole day, constant. Just constant phone. And um, then yeah. you have people come in on top of it, uh-huh. and it was just, we couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> so we I'm finally like, had just... to bring in a new employee <laughs> yes. to help us out. Yes. I'm like, just <laughs> have longer wait times. They're going to just have to wait longer, just a little bit longer. I know. And then we were struggling and... too with the timing. So finally, we oh, figured yeah. out how to space them out, how right. to figure out all the timing with everything. So it was just kind of like a learning process. Right. Well, and a lot of people are like, 
what? You want me to wait 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> I'm like, I know when you normally come in, it only takes us a few minutes, yeah. but we, we're struggling. <laughs> we're struggling here. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we've got 20 people in front of you that just called and want the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, we've got it down a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And um, so then, yeah, June... June was a little, a little bit better. Not not as high um, figures as May, but still, you know, very very good. And um, you know, can't complain or shouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. So we've been one of the fortunate ones because I've known people's businesses who have gone out of business or gone out of business, which is sad. But we made it. Yeah, we we're saying that you guys made it through nine eleven. You made yep. it through the. 2008 or um, cross market crash and then Mm -hmm. now you made it through this yep yep so I feel like you guys can make it through anything I I don't know much (laughs) if I can handle any more tragedies (laughs) if your sanity can take it exactly exactly (laughs) all right well thanks for being on my podcast mom I feel like people will get a lot out of this and will find it very interesting and helpful and yeah so thanks for being here my pleasure (laughs) Alrighty, you guys. I hope you got a little bit out of that conversation. It was really fun to have my mom on the podcast. I know she's been saying she's wanted been on it for a while, and I feel like this was a very good topic to have her on for. She has definitely been our rock throughout this whole situation, and um, she definitely knows a lot about entrepreneurship, small business ownership, and everything along those lines. So she's an awesome businesswoman boss, and I loved having her on this podcast, and I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Um, Just make sure to keep your heads up, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!